Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash doctrine. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. I am your cranky host. Emphasis on cranky? Uh, yep. I am your cranky host. I'm not cranky today. No, you're actually... Uh, I'm in a good a lot, mood. You're, you're a lot better today I'm than a lot you were lighter. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I'm Joe Thorne, and I'm feeling better than I was yesterday. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate, and feeling the same as I always do. Fantastic. Oh, man. Jimmy, like is like walking jazz hands. That's what he <laughs> is. He's just, uh, he, you're, you're always up. You're never down. I'm always you're up. always sunny. That's right. No, that's it, not true. You get down. I've yeah, seen when you, you. Yeah, when you tell me bum stories. like No, like, I've, I've seen you all bummed out. Because, yeah, because like, you tell sad. me stories about like kids being hurt or stupid no, scary man. movies. Jimmy. So Jimmy was looking at his uh, uh, Instagram feed the other day. And some, some dad put, oh, gonna, yeah. okay. some dad put a picture of his little, of his little girl up. And she had a full body cast, and and, and it's a listener of the show. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, so we're pra- hey man, I'm praying for your daughter. I just want yeah, and she know. got out of the body cast, right? She got out. Well, yeah, but she still has these braces. The and braces. Stuff. Yeah. So I see something like that, and I go, man, that must be tough. Jimmy sees something like that, and he gets teary eyed, and then he Stop shows it. everybody else in the whole Stop cigar shop. It. Look at this picture. Oh, this poor little baby. First of all, girl. I did not go show everybody. You I showed show- everybody in the room. Yeah, which was just you. Nope, there was somebody else. There no, were two who? other people. Who was the other person? I was at the table, and the oh, other Paul. guy. Okay. Paul. Yeah, Paul. Because Paul has a heart. Yeah. And he likes to pray. I, all, so I went I, to... I don't... Yeah, he likes to pray. He's, okay. he's Roman Catholic. All right. Yeah, so I know. All right. We, we talked together. to Mary about it, but okay. Well, maybe, but when we pray together... Yeah. You know, okay. Well, it's all um, Jesus. you are a sensitive dude. That, that much is true. You're like, you are a feeling man. You're a sensitive man, and that's a very... Very good thing. In fact, you are so feeling and so sensitive, it gives me permission to be insensitive and unfeeling. I'm pretty sure that's not how that's it how works. works. That's how it works. I'm pretty sure that's how not how it works. works. I that's think you need to work on Sociology right there. It's just No, I think you need to work on out. your empathy uh, to learn how to shepherd people. Yeah. Pastor much? Bro? Bro? So what are we, uh, we going to talk about today, man? Uh, today, we are going to be talking about idolatry. Yeah, man. Idolatry. We've been we've been you know saying like, hey, we should talk about idolatry. We have this long list of things we want yeah. to talk about, and uh, especially to help Joe because I do struggle with idolatry. Sure, absolutely. Mainly of the self. Uh, well, if you're going to pick an idol, it should be a baller idol. <laughs> I figure like if you're gonna if you're gonna look to a false god, you know you don't want one carved out of stone mm-hmm. or carved out of wood, fashioned with hands. You want the best you want false the, god. You can you want get. the specimen. You want? Uh, Are you referring to yourself as a specimen? Oh, uh, an Adonis, like, uh, but shorter, obviously, yeah. and balder, hairier, yeah. So, crankier. Um, definitely crankier. So, we're going to talk about um, idolatry, Jimmy. When you when you think about idolatry or idols, what is the first biblical thing that comes to mind? Yeah, first thing is First Corinthians eight four. What's that? Where it says, therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence and that there is no God but one. So that's the verse that comes to mind. That is the verse that comes to my mind. Yeah. Uh, And I think part of that is because I have struggled so much with idolatry that I swung so hard 
to one side of looking at everything and trying to protect myself in such a way that I would look and say, oh, it's there's an idol behind every bush. Yeah. And then learning to swing back the other way is kind of balancing me out. So just you go from one extreme to the other. So you're back on the idolatry spectrum. Is that what you mean? You're like back all the way over? Back on the wait. So you, said you're like, you said pronounce, you pronounce were, it slower. You, no, I, I, now I don't even remember what I said. I wait. What you said? Something idolatry. You, no, but you said it twice. Spectrum. No, you said idolatry. You said I. I don't know what you said. Oh yeah, well that's why you shouldn't start down these paths because you don't know where you're going. No, and I, the listeners I'm don't to figure care. Out what you're listeners saying. don't care. So that's okay, the first verse that comes to saying. your mind. Yeah. What's the first verse that uh, comes to your mind? Uh, Exodus twenty. Uh, All right. Go ahead. Ten Commandments. Right. So. Uh, you shall have no other gods before me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Lord your God. And um, the second commandment, you know, no, no graven images. That's just, that, that, there's a lot of passages that come to yeah. mind. Uh, the end of First John, you know, uh, little children, keep yourself from idols. But the, the, the one that sticks out is that you know, God says, this is one of the very first things in the Big Ten that I want you... The Big Ten? The Big Ten, that's what they are, the Big Ten. They're mm-hmm. different from the rest of the laws. They're carved in stone by the finger of God. They are of perpetual nature. So... In the first of the Big Ten, he goes... Uh, I just don't know if you actually realize Big Ten's also another way of talking about uh, college football in a division. I just wanted to... I thought maybe that's I, what you're trying to refer to. Nope. Okay. The Big Ten is a, is a football thing. For college, yeah. That's not a thing. Yes, it is. Big, okay. Ten, Big, Ten, Big Ten Conference. Northwestern was part of it. Let me see. Okay. I, don't, right. I guess it doesn't that, matter. That, you don't really care. But it's college. So it's not real football. It's college football? Yeah, it's not real. Okay. It's not real. So I do see we have a lot of listeners that like uh, University of Michigan Ann Arbor. That's a that's a good team to follow. Really? Yep. I fo- I, go, I go to their I, why I check they, out why, people's university, Instagram why, links. It's a university named after a woman. University of Michigan in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So the city was named after a woman. I guess yeah, that's I kind of know. it's kind of progressive. It's cool. All right, continue on. So, anyways, um, that's what comes to my mind. But uh, you know the fact that God you know put this on the front end and said I. Um, you guys need to know I'm the Lord your God who created you, who saved you, who redeemed you, mm-hmm. and um, you must not worship other false gods. Yeah. It's like he has to say it because he knows that that is what we are prone to do. Exactly. That we need this reminder. We need this caution, this warning on the front end. But what is idolatry? I mean, if we're going to get into this, how, would, how, how do we define it? Do you have any, how would you explain idolatry to someone? I would say it's uh, something that, it represents. It could be an image. I know we we really look a lot about uh, you know graven images, uh, but I think it's it's something that represents um, represents an object or an idea or a person as a deity in your life. So you're you're giving to it that uh, worship that we talked about last week. I think you define that as. Uh, was it worthship or how how do you pronounce yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that worship is worthship. It's ascribing worth, uh, supreme value. And I think uh, that's what it is. Something that whatever that may be, whether it's an image yeah. or whatever else, an idea, you're looking to it uh, and you're ascribing it glory that is due to God. That's good, man. Yeah, that's what that's what it is. Uh, I like how Tim Keller said it. He said that an idol is anything more important to you than God. It's anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God. It's anything you seek to get. It's anything you seek to give you what only God can give. Um, and that's in his book, um, Counterfeit Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The idea that idolatry is what is of supreme importance and value. And I think Tim Keller says 
that it's the thing that you will sacrifice to. Oh, I like that. Like you're going to sacrifice, maybe you'll sacrifice your family. Yeah. You'll, fa- you'll sacrifice your, um, your friendships or whatever. And it, you know, it can be anything, but of supreme importance, it is functionally your God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, and what's important here is that it could all, it's, it's not just those kind of, um, those, well, we think of a lot of those bad things, right? Like we think of, mm-hmm. of, uh, let's just start with money, money being, being an idol. So you just classified money as a bad thing. Well, uh, it's not that money is bad. It's the love of money uh, is, uh, is what is bad. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying there, Joe. I don't want to uh, confuse anybody. Yeah, there you go. I appreciate that. Um, appreciate you so much on that. Um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to do an inside joke, and it backfired. People well, don't like the inside jokes. They don't know what we're talking about. No. What, all right, what so, inside joke is about all appreciate? Right, all right. So uh, I think you were starting to say that uh, it sounded like you were going to go with, you know, idols we tend to, idolatry we tend to associate with really bad, like overtly yes. bad things, like, oh, this person worships, you know, illicit sex yeah, and yeah. something like that. But maybe there are, and then you were, you got sidetracked. Well, no, I just wanted to start there first. And I think we can, why don't we talk about kind of those, those common idols, and then we can move into some that are probably a bit more subtle yeah. uh, for us. So common would, one, be you know, the, the love of money. Sure. Kind of sacrificing uh, not just your time, but your, your time with your family, uh, your relationships, uh, and even other people, whether they're your colleagues or your customers or whatever else you have to do to gain the almighty dollar yeah. or peso. Yeah, <laughs> or yen, whatever it may be. I mean, or I, loony if you're up in Canada. Wait a minute, hang on a second. Yep, yeah, I said it. What do they call money in Canada? No, no, no hold on. They they call them dollars, but their uh, one dollar coin yeah. is called a loony. Loony with an N. Yeah, L O O N I E, something like that. <laughs> loony. And I might not, and I might not be spelling it right. So you got to Google oh, that. Oh my goodness! And so, it's got a, it's got the bird on it. And of then, course it does. And, but then the $2 coin, can you guess? Uh, no. Toonie. Yep. This is, why, this, is why, this is why your national anthem is, oh, Canada. <laughs> like, seriously. No, what's wrong it. with you guys? Actually, you know what? It works really well to have, uh, you know, $1 I've and $2 coins. I've seen cooler, more majestic coins at Chuck E. Cheese. Okay? That's crazy. Those are not cooler or more. Oh, come they, on they, now. They, no, no, no. Listen, Chuck E. Cheese tokens command more respect. And, than the loony and toony? And, yes. And virtue and loyalty. Than Canada and their loony and toony. Yeah. It sounds like a cartoon I, from the WB. But it's no, it's <laughs> no, but it's about the, the bird, the right. loony, then, you know. Well, obviously. Anyways, <laughs> it's a, it's a great uh it's a great coin. <laughs> so, yes, uh, money can be an idol, Go but um and the love of money is idolatry. Mm-hmm. Um it can be uh sex, it can be power, yeah. it can be your status. It can be your possessions that you accumulate. It can be the size of your house, mm-hmm. the neighborhood that you live in. It could be your children or your spouse. It can be different than that. It can be the way your children are perceived in the community. Oh, yeah, uh, how, your, how your family's reputation. Yeah, right? It, it, I mean, it, it, an idol can be anything that occupies our hearts uh, more than God. And so it, it, it can be... 
um, things that we know are clearly bad, uh, like you know, drugs or it can be your idol, um, or it can be a, a you know a being like Satan or yeah. a, a literal a false god that has a religious system around it. Uh, but it can also be like soccer. Yeah. Like oh no, like soccer. yeah, like soccer or your kids in sports. Is that uh-huh. what you're kind of referring to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking that you know there are people whose whole lives revolve around a sport. Now, listen, your vocation may require that, or mm-hmm. your recreation and interest may may have a lot of sports in your life, and that's good, that's fine. But when it occupies really the whole of your heart, when that's what commands your respect and your um, your devotion and your sacrifice, then we know that there is a problem. So, so can, I mean, even some of these things, yeah. So, but. It, it can it could still be a good thing, right? Like so, it's not just these, um, these that are or those that are perceived as evil, but it can also be something that's good. So anything that is that you are ascribing uh, glory to that is due to God. Yeah, or it's like um, it's it's what you trust in. Like, I like that. This is the thing that's going to save me. I know Keller talks about this a lot in his book Counterfeit Gods that that you believe. That if this thing, this person, this mm-hmm. object, this whatever is removed from my life, that life will be no longer worth living. Yeah. That is my salvation. That is my identity. In um, the Heidelberg Catechism, question 95 is, what is idolatry? And the answer is, idolatry is, instead of or beside that one true God who has mm-hmm. manifested himself in his word— to contrive or have any other object in which men place their trust. Mm. So you can conceive of it, you can observe it, you can find it, and if you trust in it to be your redemption, to be your identity, to be your source of happiness and joy, uh, then that is the false god that you are bowing down to. Um, it, because it gains your, your respect and then it, in turn, gains you. It, it, it has possession of us. Uh, Jonathan Edwards, I got another quote. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Edwards said, um, if man does not give his highest respect to the God that made him, there will be something else that has the possession of it. Men will either worship the true God or some idol. It is impossible that it should be otherwise. Something will have the heart of man, and that which a man gives his heart to may be called his God. I'm actually trying to find it here. I know uh, he's maybe not, maybe our listeners might not appreciate me bringing up this individual. I'm down. Who are you bringing up? Mark Driscoll. Okay. All right. So now. uh, Now, just in case, just in case anybody doesn't understand, I'll let you look this up. Well, that Mark Driscoll was a very famous pastor whom God has used in some very significant mm-hmm. ways to accomplish great good. Um, he helped to start the X-29 network, yeah. of which our church is a part. Um, he's preached to, well, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people over the years, and he's, many people have been converted through his ministry, many people have been discipled. But uh, there was quite a bit of scandal and fallout over the way he pastored and led the church, and uh, he... Uh, is, is no more at that church. That church, Mars Hill Church, has since disbanded. Mm-hmm. And we know people that were there. Um, yeah. I knew Mark a little bit. And I, we know that God accomplished great things in spite of the, the failure on uh, Mark's part. But um, So, yeah, he is now a, a pariah to many mm-hmm. who previously appreciated him. 
um, or he is now somebody that people don't like to talk about because it's uncomfortable yeah. because he was sort of in the club and now he's out of the club. But okay, Jimmy, you're going to quote Mark Driscoll. So I'm going to I'm going to quote Mark. I mean, I just want to preface just to make sure everyone knows. You know, I I agree with everything Joe said. You know, I'm I don't agree with the decisions he's made uh, and how he's handled things. But that I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. In that, like you said, there's some good things he's did, and one of the things that he had said that was impactful for me. Uh, was during his, uh, I think it was a sermon on resisting, resisting idols, like uh, or resisting idols. And so he said this, idolatry is taking a good thing, making it a God thing, and that's a bad thing. And I know that's yeah. cheesy. I know it's cheesy, but it's, it's, re- it's memorable. No, it's not it cheesy. It's good. Me. Yeah. No, it's good. And so I think that's, that's kind of what we're talking about yeah. here is that it's, it doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's what you're ascribing that worth to or that trust in in uh for your salvation or your worth or your security yeah i uh, I think keller talks about he says you can take a good thing and make it an ultimate thing is the way that Keller puts it yep so yeah no i think that's that's dead on it's 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 very good and it's helpful because all of us are likely to no not not, let me say it different all of us are guaranteed to struggle with idolatry at different points in our lives exactly and um and so it's not that well, once you're a Christian, you no longer struggle with idolatry. You, you, you do. Idolatry is still a very real thing. Yeah. Um, if you are are thinking about like the common idols, right, that are out there in the world, you've got. Uh, well, it can be it could be your car. Jen and I uh, this this morning we had to go pick up my dad's car at the um, uh, at the Ford dealership. Okay. And there was uh, the hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar Ford GT uh, in there. I and, have no idea what that is. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's not worthy of worship, but mm. it's it's tempting. I'm just not a car guy. Um, yeah, I know you drive that hoopty. But I don't uh, drive. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that word on Sunday. <laughs> so there are there are idols though that are common to all people, but then there are some idols that yeah. are particularly Christian. You know, these are the Ooh. idols that we that you find cropping up in the life of Christians and churches, and they're oftentimes overlooked or given a, a, a head nod to mm-hmm. because, well, these are Christian things, and you can kind of roll with it. What, what, what comes to your mind when you think of those things that tend to be idolized among churches or Christians? Uh, spirituality. That perception that you are farther along than you actually are. Okay, yeah. So being seen by others as a authority on... Uh, scripture and godliness right you know this is the pharisees were yeah you know very guilty of this we see that in scripture and it's tempting to to be thought of as the person that has the answers or does who doesn't have problems mm-hmm. um as a baptist uh and now as having you know friends in, in very various other denominations uh, one thing that seems to be pretty clear especially among churches that are struggling uh, they love their building Oh, the building. Now, I've seen churches that are millions and millions of dollars. Here he goes. We're going to do it. I'm not doing anything. I'm Go just ahead. I'm just saying that no, but we don't have a building. We, mm. we have a building, but it's not it's not it's worth about a dollar and 50 cents. Thank you Jesus for we're, this building. We're appreciative of it. We, but we appreciate it. No, I I've seen I've seen churches who will bend over backwards and make everything about this building. They yeah. become so fixated on it that they really lose sight of the mission and they it's like, "Well, we don't want to I don't know. We don't want to have VBS here because the building might get messed up. Or we don't want to have coffee in the sanctuary because someone's going to spill on the carpet. 
Yeah. Ooh, did I do it? I did it. No, that's all I right. No, we got we're, we have coffee and we have coffee stains all over the carpet in our sanctuary. It's very and ugly. in your office and in and our not in my lounge. office. Yeah, I, I spilled them over there. Oh, thanks. Um, what else do you th- what else do you see? Like common Christian idols, the pastor themselves. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would say uh, focusing on the personality and the charisma of the individual rather than the gospel. Right, Jesus Christ. Yeah, First Corinthians. I am of Apollos. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, you're, oh, like you're, you're in. P, you're you're a Peter guy. Oh, that's good. Get out of here, man. Apollos is where it's at. I'm of Paul, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, that's the, a good one. Very much. We we make a big deal out of the celebrity pastors. Yeah. Um, we can. We don't have that problem. <laughs> well, uh, we we might. I don't know. Um, I think sometimes it's hard to see where you know. I, I made the comment on on Twitter this week that. Um, most racists don't. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I said that most racists don't know they're racist, which I think is generally true. But most idolaters don't know that they're worshiping a false god yeah. either. You know, I mean, yep. it's just it's not like it's a super uh, astute observation. It's just most of us are blind to our own sins, and you know, I probably don't even see the various idols that my heart is yeah. churning out uh, at this particular time. Um, so, yeah, local pastor or celebrity pastor or yep. the author, um, definitely. It can be, it can be your, uh, your, your denomination. Yeah, I was going to say that it one. It can be your theological tribe. Yeah. Like, you go, oh, I'm, we're, we're Reformed, man. That's we right. Reformed. Like, like, you know it's an idol if they get it tattooed on their hand or something. Like, oh, yeah, who would do that? That would be just dumb. Obviously, a person doing that has an issue. Um, so we can, we can, it's, it's when we become about something other than Jesus. Like we are about this more than we are about anything else. I yeah. wake up for this. I go to sleep thinking about this. I dream about this. I'm sacrificing everything for this. This comes first. And if I lose this, I die. That's an idol. It can be ministry. Yeah, exactly. Just that sense of feeling worth something. And I'm only worth something if I'm succeeding at ministry or even in ministry itself. So looking for that as your validation to exist. And what happens then, you know, I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but what happens when, you know, somebody is struggling with idolatry on the back end of that kind of collapse? So they have kind of found their identity in something other than Christ, and now it's coming to an end. You know, it can be uh, ministry, it could be marriage, it can be whatever, and now they're despairing. How do you counsel them? How, what do you say to them? What, where do you at least hope to bring them uh, as, they're, as they're being confronted mm-hmm. with what they didn't know was idolatry and their current despair? I mean, it, it's going to sound like a Jesus juke, but I would be trying to take them to the gospel, take them to that which is supreme. It's not a Jesus juke if it's true. Fair enough, but I'm just saying it sounds like a Sunday school answer, right? Yeah. Like, but it's the truth. Yeah, and so like what what's the message for them? Like they've they feel now like you said that they are nothing because mm-hmm. this one thing that they had idolized is gone. What are some of the things that you would want to tell them? Well, I think I would say uh it's I would hope that the individual is now able to see uh the stupidity of mm-hmm. worshiping that one object. Yeah. Cuz it has failed you. You need to repent of that. So first, we need to repent of our of our idolatry. Secondly, seeing how useless it is, and then measuring that against the God against God, good. Who uh, 
who will never fail you, who will never leave you, who will never forsake you, who will not. Uh, he's just supreme over everything. Yeah. And so seeing the glory of God against this backdrop of failure and putting your trust, your hope and your security in him. No, that's good. All right. I'm just priming the pump. We're going to we're going to talk about that um, in, uh, in in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have uh, the reality that idols are um, are all around us. And there's that famous quote from John Calvin. Uh, you know, the quote, are you wearing the shirt today? No, nope. you, you were wearing. Oh, it no, yesterday. I was wearing it yesterday. Uh, what is the quote? What is the what is the roughly? What is the quote? Uh, roughly? What is it? Uh, the, the heart is an idol factory. Something like that. Okay. Well, we're going to come back to it. Like, it. Was that it? Yeah. Oh, well, you, didn't, you, you don't give it. me any like. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't Way to me. go, man. Thanks. High five. Ooh, that was I, good. Where's my. <laughs> we're losers. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people listen to us? <laughs> uh, because we make them feel better about themselves. They're like, man, I'm not that dumb. I'm not that silly. I'm not, you know. You're welcome, world. Uh, yes. You uh, enjoy it while you can. Um, well, listen, before, before we get to that. I just wanted to encourage you guys. We've been talking a lot about Tim Keller's book, Counterfeit Gods. Yeah. Um, for the listeners of Doctrine and Devotion, um, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial if you check out their service. So you go to audibletrial.com slash doctrine. Go there. Sign up. It doesn't cost you anything for the first month, and then you get a free book. You can choose any book you want. They have a ton of books. I think they got all of Tim Keller's stuff, but the one we're recommending – this week is Counterfeit Gods. Yeah. It's a great book. It's really, really good. I read it years ago when it came out, and I was peeking back through it today, and I thought, I'm, I'm going to read this again. It was, um, it was yeah, really I just, good. Yeah, I just read it a few months ago in preparation for that one sermon yeah. on uh, God and money. That's right. I saw you reading that. Yeah. Yep. So um, go to audibletrial.com slash doctrine, and you can pick up your free audio book. You can cancel your subscription at any time without any penalties, and you get to keep the book. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's good. So getting back to this idea of John Calvin and what he said, and I've heard a few people say, like, well, Calvin didn't really say that. It's not what he said. Um, and so I wanted to read from uh, the Institutes what John Calvin said. Yeah, please do. All right. Now the, the print on this is small, and my eyesight is going. Here we go. Mm-hmm. The human mind is, so to speak, a perpetual forge of idols. So essentially the same thing. Yeah, Our mind yeah. is a forge, is a factory of idols. And this is, of course, being translated, so it can go a couple of different ways, I believe. The human mind is, so to speak, a perpetual forge of idols. There was a kind of renewal of the world at the deluge, but before many years elapse, men are forging gods at will. There is reason to believe that in the Holy Patriarch's lifetime, his grandchildren were given to idolatry, so that he must with his own eyes, not without the deepest grief, have seen the earth polluted with idols, that earth whose iniquities God had lately purged with so fearful a judgment. For Joshua testifies that Torah and Nahor, even before the birth of Abraham, were the worshippers of false gods. The progeny of Shem have so speedily revolted. What, what are we to think of the posterity of Ham, who had been cursed long before in their father? Check this out. The human mind, stuffed as it is with presumptuous rashness, dares to imagine a god suited to its own capacity, mm. and its labors under dullness, nay, is sunk in the grossest ignorance. It substitutes vanity and an empty phantom in the place of God. To these evils another is added. The god whom man has thus conceived inwardly 
he attempts to embody outwardly. The mind, in this way, conceives the idol, and the hand gives it birth. Um, Calvin has a lot to say on mm-hmm. this uh, when dealing with the commandments. And yes, he did say the human heart uh, is essentially a factory of idols. Yeah. That may be a summary, but that's what he says. And it's, it is so ingrained uh, into the, the principle of sin in us that uh, this side of the resurrection, we're going to have to fight this. We're going to have to regularly yeah. address these issues head on. And um, I, you know, I think something for us to to talk about is uh, how do we actively and successfully uh, address the idols of our heart? For sure. I mean, I think before we get to addressing it, I think it's important to ask the question, what is, what does that idolatry reveal about our, about our heart and desire? Because I think there's a correlation between that. If I'm, uh, for example, if my idol is the love of money, feeling like I need more, more, more money, then it's revealing that I lack trust in God, that he will sustain me, that he will provide uh, my daily needs. Right, that he's enough. That he is enough. Even if he doesn't give you what you think you need. Exactly, and I think that's that's kind of important there, is at least for me uh, personally, that uh, when I'm confronted and realize my idolatry, I try to look and say, well, what's that? What what am I looking for in that idol right. that I should be ascribing to God? Yeah. And then looking, well, we'll talk about addressing uh, after that. So looking and seeing what it is that this that I'm trying to fulfill mm-hmm. with that fake God. That's, um, that's really good. And I've, I've actually heard other people say it like this. They'll say that um, every sin is essentially our attempt to, to meet a need that God can fulfill uh, or that God can meet. So, um, you know, it's not that, so if somebody's struggling with lust and they've, they've given into pornography or sex with people outside of marriage, and you could say that maybe sex is their God, mm-hmm. there is something that they desire. There is yeah. something that they need. They are going about meeting that need in the wrong way. And there is not in a perverse way or a sexual way, but there is a corresponding need yeah. that God can meet in that that uh, that they are missing out I on. I think Paul Tripp said that. Is it, yeah, the mustache. I, I, it, yeah, because I must ask you a question, Joe. Okay. Like, when, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that was so dumb. I like that. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely do think it was him. If I remember correctly, when uh, Michelle and I were going through some. Uh, marriage counseling and looking at seminars and even looking at books. Your idol intervention class. My idol intervention yeah. class, uh, because as I shared, you know, in week one, I was a terrible husband. Um, you were open, man. Remember, just, if you guys haven't listened oh, to on, episode one, the audio is so bad. I didn't appreciate the way, but it's you worth it did to go back to and to hear Jimmy there. like just bare his soul. <sighs> I'm sorry to embarrass his soul, oh and um, well, okay. it was I, it was it was good. It was awesome. Everybody loved it. I loved it. It was great. Yeah, but you didn't share. We I shared. No, first of all, we didn't. No, you didn't. We had an agreement. Yeah. that when we started the podcast, we're going to be real. We were going to be real. Yeah. raw, honest. Well, you're more raw than real. We'll just say that much. <laughs> what? What? More raw than real? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. It, has, it goes hand in hand. No, and I think you feel. I think no. you feel like kind of no. Anyways, regardless of that. Uh, yeah, you left me out there. Thank you. But I think I I remember something along those lines. So don't quote us on that. Uh, you know, I, Paul Tripp I, definitely said I, that. I feel like it was. Okay. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm 
85, 86, 87. That's pretty good. There, you know, that's pretty good. That's like, that, that's like almost half. The eight, almost half on average it is. <laughs> but like, here's the thing is now going back to your original question. How do we address the idols in our heart? Is that when you, when you see what it is that you're trying to fulfill, then I, I look to scripture and I look and I say, what is this? Tr- what is the truth about God and how he fulfills that? That God will provide, that God will sustain, that He keeps us secure mm-hmm. and safe. Like one of the things for me is this fear of uh, you know dying and my family being left alone, uh, yeah. and it freaks it freaks me out. You know that yeah. like I just get really. Uh, and part of that is I you know I feel like that safety and security rests on me uh, to provide for my family, to take care of my family, rather than looking and saying, wait a second. Uh, it is God who will protect them and he will take care yeah. of them better than I yeah. ever can. That's a hard lesson, man. That is a hard, that is hard to learn. It is hard, man. Every time you've like, got to I, relearn that. I have to relearn that. I have to relearn time. that every time I get on a plane. Yeah. I hate going places. Uh, Michelle and I, like I love when we go on vacations, but you, you know, I've shared this with you. Like when we did our, our 10 year anniversary trip, it just killed me every time we got on a plane. Because I, like, in my head, I'm like, man, we're going down. Like, we're going down. What's going to have my kids? Who's going to have my kids? Oh, I'll take them. It's good. It's fine. They'll be I all right. That. They'll be all right. <laughs> no, but you know. But then I think, okay, well, God is in control. Yeah. He will sustain. He will. Jen take has care the of same them. fear. My wife has the same. And I got a great brother who yeah. will take care of them. Uncle he doesn't D. know that yet. He doesn't know it yet, but I know he will. He's a good, he's a good uncle. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So how how do we address it? Right. So you're you're saying we address it with. Uh, with scripture, yeah, you know, we, I, we 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 mine the truth of God's word. We we meditate on it. What? Well, I was thinking more. It's like we preach the gospel to ourselves. Like, and you know, if you need a helpful oh, tool in that, there's this great book put out there by it's, Crossway like a called booklet. booklet. It's a little pamphlet called Notes. Pamphlet. Was it Note to Self? It's a like a blog Note post. to Self where you got these daily kind of devotions. It's a blog post with uh, a cover. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got these. We got these little. It's a good truth. book. It's a good book. I'm busting I busting my well, chops. Hold on. Don't say book. It's a it's a good quote unquote book. It's a good pamphlet. air quote book. It's a good pamphlet. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think you, it's nine nine cents you, on Amazon. You mine. <laughs> <laughs> it, you mine. There is. You can't get that on Audible. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> you mine the truths of God's word, and yeah. you address your sins. And I think you know. And Jim says, you know, what is your what does our idolatry reveal about our hearts? I don't think that's an easy diagnosis. I think no. that takes a lot of time. I think we have to, like tracing yeah. uh, the, the sin, the fruit sin to the root sin and trying to figure out like, why, why are you laughing? No, that was really good. No, I'm that's surprised old. you rhymed. No, Puritans have been using okay, that expression right. forever. Fruit to root. So you go from the fruit to the root. And what is that's like, a, it sounds like a Canadian coin. Um, <laughs> you, uh, it takes time and, and some honest evaluation and prayer and, and pleading with God for um, for wisdom, but not just there. I think it, you need others around you. Yeah. Right. Like I need my, my brothers around me. I need my, my community around me. I need my wife to be speaking into these areas. Uh, and I need Joe. Yeah, of course. I, that said brothers. Did you yeah, not but hear I mean, me I should that? be singled out. I think not really. Cause I go to Pat quite often. Yeah, but I'm uh, like backup. So, you know, you always need backup. Well, no, there's someone I already have. I have you're not the backup. Joe. No, but I'm on. But I'm on the bench. And I'm ready to go. I'm ready to play. That's what I'm saying. Well, you're at the far end of the bench. Yeah, but I'm there. I mean, I got my pads on and everything. I'm ready. Your pads on? I you got my pads. Football? Yeah, football. All right. Um, Who else wearing pads? Don't well, you I don't know. know. Who knows? I'm just you know people don't. You, you know. didn't know that the Raiders 
were in L.A. for a while. Are you going to embarrass me like this? Seriously. I was Jimmy you, didn't know. Jimmy makes all, fun of me old. all the time because I don't know anything about sports. And so, you know what? Uh, and I just said, so what? you know, he, he drafted Tony Gonzalez in the first you, you round. You shared this last. story before. Dang it, I did. So, uh, we, okay. Jimmy did not know that, uh, that the Raiders were in Los Angeles for the 80s, basically. Oh, where are the they 90s. planning on going, though? Where are they planning on yeah, going? Yeah, where are the Raiders now? I'm more concerned about their performance this year than I am about their future. <laughs> okay, watch. Okay. I love so this. So the presence, the present is what really concerns me about the Raiders. Oh, well, tell me about one, just tell me about one player on their team. Uh, Anderson. There's Anderson. No. There's no Anderson. Is, there's got to be an Anderson. Nope. No? Anderson? Nope. Uh, Brown. No. no. Last name, Carr. What does he play? What position? He's quarterback, obviously. Yes, he is. Now tell me about him. Anthony I love Carr. This part. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, continue. We're not going to sit here down there. So one of the things that you talked about um, before all of this is sort of, you know, seeing what the idol is and how it has failed you. Yeah. And you don't have to wait until the failure actually happens. You need my lighter? Yeah. You don't have to wait until uh, the idol fails you. You, you, you can begin to, to honestly evaluate and compare right now. Yeah. One of my, I, I remember, you ever have those moments like um, throughout your life as a Christian? There are, I, honestly, I can remember two. Yeah. Um, two moments when I was reading the scripture and God got a hold of me in a new and fresh way. It was like, I don't know what it was like revival. It was like awakening. It was just something big God did in my heart in that moment. And one of the times was when I was reading uh, Jeremiah. Okay. And in Jeremiah uh, chapter 2, verse 13, God says this. He says, My people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Mm. And so, okay, they have forsaken the Lord. And we, this, is, this is what idolatry is. They have forsaken, they've turned away from God, who is the fountain of living waters. He is the spring. He is, I mean, all, all life and, and sustenance, everything comes from him. This never-ending flow of living waters. They have forsaken me, and instead, they've made their own cisterns that are yeah. supposed to hold water, right? They're, they're supposed to be able to nourish themselves from, from these cisterns, but they're broken. Mm. They don't hold anything. That's right. Incapable, and so it's like for me. That's it's like I, I I have to see how the thing that I love, the thing that I'm trusting in, ultimately cannot save, cannot deliver, cannot identify, cannot make me whole, cannot heal me, but instead will leave me in the same condition I was before it was in my life. Um, so we need to return to the Lord and to see who He really is, the Fountain of Living Waters. Mm. I, for me, that verse is is really big. So I think. I think what we're saying is, apart from the Scripture, which gives us the knowledge of God, uh, apart from the community of faith speaking into our life and, and from whom we are encouraged and, ex- and exhorted and rebuked, yeah. um, apart from real soul work, you know, watch care of the soul, we're not going to be able to deal with our idols. That's right. Especially since so many of them are common and pleasing. Very subtle. Yeah, right? they're, they're like, like, what's wrong? You know, you, church, your, your church plant is is oftentimes your idol church planter mm. like you love it you'll die for it you're killing your marriage over it maybe you need to maybe you need to rethink that's a good word hey let's uh let's before we wrap it up 
let's tell our best idol story. Bam, let's do let's it. Do go it, for man. it. Yeah, you first. You go ahead. We'll um, you tell like the no, think actually, of a time. No, I think actually of a time. have to think about this one. Yeah, yeah so let me go, put my uh, thoughts we'll, together. We'll, you we, go we first. can wait. So we'll think about you. Think about like a time when no, like, your idolatry really just kind of wrecked. I know. You. Let me. I, like, you didn't give me any time to prep. Let me. Just I didn't give you any time the first time we did this. I know, but let me. I actually have to think. You don't want to go first. No, I just want to think it through. Yeah, you want me to go first. Yeah, because I don't believe you're going to go. So I'm going to have you go first, and I'll go. A time of idolatry. Okay. Um, I'll share one that's coming to mind anyways. All right. I love the Puritans. I have been reading Reformed Theology and the Puritans for over 20 years. Um, The first Puritan paperback that I read was uh, The True Bounds of Christian Freedom by Bolton. Uh, and I learned so much and I felt like my soul was so fed and I have volumes and volumes of just Puritan sermons, you know, obscure ones. And I've got a lot of the collected works of, I mean, I just, I I love the Puritans. And what I didn't know was going on was I began to lift them up in my mind and in my heart as if they were somehow apostolic and Mm. unfallible infallible I, I think i i think i began to not just romanticize the puritan era and what the puritans were all about but i was ignorant of or ignored their problems and their sins and i essentially held them up as heroes um in a way that I, in a way that i shouldn't um and i didn't i didn't see this at all and then uh propaganda dropped an album and i was I got an early uh, copy of it so I could do a review because I know the guys at Humble Beast. They're great guys, and I like propaganda a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of his tracks is called Precious Puritans. We'll have that hooked up in the show notes so you it's can listen one. to it. And in Precious Puritans, uh, propaganda is essentially making the case that um, pastors, when, when you go on and on about the Puritans and you quote the Puritans, as if they are these amazing people with no flaws, do you recognize that many of us uh, African Americans who are in the church, we, we hear you quoting these guys, and what we know is that many of the Puritans were slave owners, yeah. that um, some of the Puritans were um, uh, chaplains on slave ships. And uh, you know, we hear you, t- you know, touting these guys and bringing them out as if all is good, but we can't get over the fact that there is this, not just a blemish, but there's this corruption in that Puritan movement, uh, certainly in part, and uh, you know, don't, don't idolize them, is, yeah. what he, is what he's saying, and, and be sensitive to the people that you are sharing these Puritans with. And of course, uh, you know, the internet freaked out, and people were having a hissy fit because uh, you know, propaganda was saying don't read the Puritans, and the Puritans were all racist. And that's not what propaganda mm-hmm. was saying. Uh, it's not what propaganda believes. But um, there, there, there is. I mean, we can document that the Puritan movement was pro-slavery, and um, here in the states, we, we we saw it when they when they came here. Now, the the most of the Puritans that you read today did not own slaves, but uh, they didn't speak out against slavery except mm-hmm. for like Richard Baxter, I think. So, anyways, all of that to say. Uh, I heard that song and I didn't get defensive, which was a shock. That, that's how I know God was teaching me something. Mm. I didn't get defensive. I felt terrible. I felt terrible for not knowing uh, history. And since then, I've spent a lot of time talking to a history professor about this issue. And 
um, to kind of figure it out and get a better grasp on it. And it helped me to not just take the Puritans that I love that are on my top shelves in my library and take them down uh, several notches in my heart and, and let Christ be high above all theologians and all traditions. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, that was one. It just became clear that not only was I exalting one particular group of people into an inappropriate place, but in doing so, I was in certain cases making more of them than I would of Jesus and potentially doing some damage. So that's, that's one, of the, one of the times, yeah. What about you? Dude. Oh, don't even play. That's my thing. Dude, you idolized races? <laughs> wow. I can't even. I, that's just, that's too much for me. That is, I, I can't even. Wow. You all went, right, there, there's right. be real and honest doing. and raw. I see what you're doing. But that, you just went way out there. It's more raw than real right that there. That was just more raw than real <laughs> right there. So again, that's one of those those cases though of, uh, there's two things that go in there. One, yeah, the Puritans, they've given us a lot of great things. But there's, there's, so it's a good thing that, you know, and like you said, you kind of look to them as infallible, as, uh, as supreme rather than, than God, but then also ignorance, not quite knowing, you know, what was really going on behind the scenes. And part of that's that idolatry. When we're, when we are idolizing something, we're blinded to, to some truths that surround it because we put it up on this pedestal. Uh, as you said, I thought I like the way you put it, this pedestal in your heart and you had to take it down a few notches. Right. Uh, and I think that's a that's a good word. So are there any books that you would recommend? You're not going to share an idle story? Nah, dude, you went too dark. All right. You went too All real right. for me. All right. Um, yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you what, the 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 book that we're really encouraging you guys to pick up is Tim Keller's Counterfeit Gods. Um, there are other great books out there and we'll link some of them in the show notes, but really if, um, if I'm going to have anybody at our church here at Redeemer Fellowship, if they wanted to read a book on idolatry, I don't think you can do much better than, I don't think you can do better, uh, in, in terms of picking up a book and reading it or going to audible and checking it out. Yeah. Counterfeit gods by Tim Keller. Uh, really, really good. We want to give a huge thanks and a big shout out to Justin Bond of J Bond Media. I like our, that guy. He, he's a great guy. He does, uh, all of our audio and video uh, video? What do you mean video? Well, video. Well, oh, actually, what are you what, talking what, about? What we don't do going video. Up? Yes. So uh, by now, people know we have talked with Ed Stetzer, Doctor Ed Stetzer on evangelism. The Stet. The Stet. That's, that's, what what like, yeah, that's what he likes to go by. That's what he likes to go by. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the Stet sat down Eddie, with us. You call him Steady Eddie. Steady. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, no one calls him <laughs> that. Is, that's, what he, that's what he goes by. Anyways, Justin's the guy that uh, put that all together. We've gotten some some great comments and feedback on that video and we didn't even all you heard was the uh you didn't hear any audio all it was was uh our music and facial hair and facial hair (laughs) that's all it is but he did it in such a way that that is the kind of work that justin does so head on over to j bond media wait a minute wait a minute minute. go ahead you know why we're having j bond do that stuff though uh, because he's great and we stink. Yeah, and if we would have, like, if Les Lanfear would have done it, oh, don't it do would have been like cigar smoking in slow mo. That's all that it would have been. So <laughs> don't make fun of Les. he's doing a documentary. I know. Apparently, on on was, cigar smokers or no, something. That's was, what I read. I read that somewhere. He was. He I'm was pretty sure. Was I'm pretty sure this guy B.J. Was, Hall no, said was. something about uh, about Les making a documentary about cigars right. or something. He was just 
testing out his equipment. Give the man the benefit of the doubt. I, I was there. I was the one smoking. All right. We use Jay Bond because he is just awesome. Right. Well, first of all, and here's, here's the truth. Like Jimmy is a businessman. Like he understands business like, like, like nobody else. I'm, I'm always, I literally, I genuinely am in awe of the stuff that I see Jimmy do and the things that he teaches me, um, which I still don't quite get. But, um, but we don't just work with Justin because he's good. Mm. He's a, he's a really good guy. Bam. Like I, we like him. We like you know, like we, we we would love for his family to move up here yeah. and be with us because they are that good of people. So if you need audio video photography help, hit head up on J-Bond. over yep. Jbondmedia.com. Uh, you can also head on over to iTunes or whatever podcast feeder that you use and leave us a review. Your honest five star review goes a long way. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. Uh, you can leave us a comment with your ideas. Head on over to our website, uh, click on the Contact Us page, fill out the form. We read them. We try to respond to all the ones that we can. We get a lot of messages. We get a lot of emails. We get a lot of uh, direct Twitter messages. What do you, is that what you call it? Direct Twitter? Uh, direct Instagram and uh, Facebook messages as well. And tell a friend. Pass yeah. on. If you're actually enjoying this, please share it with others. We really, uh, it's, it's really encouraging. We, we, I mean, uh, we like doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's to know that it has helped others and encouraged others uh, and, and brought pleasure to people. Like people yeah. have a good time listening to this. That, that makes it uh, worth it uh, to us. So thank you very much. We're, we're looking forward to releasing podcasts every Monday and Thursday. You get two a week. Not like those other part-time, half-time, like no-show podcasts. They're just lazy. There's one a week. Who does that? One a week. Like, come Don't on, say man. who does it. You know, everybody but us. Uh, yeah. No, I can think of one that puts out a lot more content than we do. Who's that? Apologia. Oh, you got to pay, though, son. Yeah, we free. Yeah, see? We, right we like the gospel. It's like, free. That's right, man. We just give this stuff away. Until some other things. Yeah, well, then, if we want to support us, then find ways to do that. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back uh, in a few days with another episode. See you then. Later. Later.